Money is back to punish the sellers. It's okay, it's only five points. Hello FPL Surgery listeners, on this week's show we'll talk about the impact of the Champions League on FPL and the Man City ban, fixture swings, looking at some juicy fixtures like Newcastle, that's right, Newcastle, the best combination of Liverpool players, do we keep hold of Vardy after all those blanks and poor stats, and we'll look into Son replacements. Also, Stefan, a big defender of Vardy, is strongly considering selling what happened there. Son is in his broken arm. How has that affected a lot of managers? And Mane is back. Do we get him back? Okay, welcome back, listeners, to the 162nd episode of the FPL Surgery, recording on Tuesday the 18th of February 2020. Yes, we are still in game week 26, and we are back in the studio with Stefan Halsard. Welcome back, Stefan. Uh, who needs money when you've got Sonny, eh, Stefan? <laughs> when i got Sonny? Eh? Sonny? Eh? <laughs> Sonny, Sonny. Eh? <laughs> oh, I wish we could have Sonny. It was good, didn't we? Sonny, Sonny soon back. Nah. It's all trouble, so... yeah. Well, Son was great. He was a great pick, but unfortunately, yeah, you've, he's you've, lacking one arm. You've grabbed his points and you're going to run with them, aren't you? Yeah, have to do that. Yeah, nice and easy. Yeah, as, as mentioned, we're in the longest game week in history, but this week's guest runs his own successful YouTube FPL channel with over 16,000 subscribers. And last year, I think it was your third year of FPL you were playing and you finished 22nd overall. Welcome to the podcast, Davey. How's it, Davey? Evening, gentlemen. How's it to you guys? How's it? Oh, I love that. I just love your little interest. How's it, guys? <laughs> it's just the best intro. Is that a little South African accent? Uh, I can't do any accent. I'm just copying you. Okay. Welcome to the pod, Davey. Nice to have you. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, so first, just want to quickly run where you're at at the moment overall. Uh, after last night's uh, game of Manchester United versus Chelsea, we just below the 100k mark. Probably going to stay there. There's only have De Bruyne playing on Wednesday. Oh, you're doing all right, and so still, but potential 10k is at, at distance and a bit gettable for you then. That, that's what I'm aiming <coughs> at. But uh, every single game week we have gone in the past has been a little bit stagnant. We've been around that uh, 80k mark, then 100k. Hmm. I'm really searching for the kind of game week that propels me up the ranks, hopefully. I wonder if a, a double game week will, will do that for you. Well, I used the triple captain in the last double game week, and that wasn't too bad on Salah. Hmm. Luckily, not Mane, but hopefully with these uh, rest of the chips, as I still have all of them, but the triple captain can uh, hopefully do the goods for me. Yeah, I hear you held on to Mane, so that'll be uh, interesting to find out uh, where you're going with that. But we'll get to that later on in the pod. So let's quickly discuss how we got on in the last game. We're going to come to you first, Stefan. How are you getting on so far in game week 26, longest game week in history? <laughs> well, uh, I'm doing pretty okay, I think. I got 59 points, mostly thanks to Son, Rob- Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. I also got Bolly in this game week for Lundström and he was close to really giving me a great green arrow but oh, yes, that goal, unfortunately yeah. <laughs> you had him yourself right James? yeah yeah we both moved out Lundström yeah. didn't we we brought in Bolly yeah. and we, we, technically it's a, a minus one because Lundström went and scored like the, like yeah. the player that he is the attacker it doesn't feel is. like a minus one though no it doesn't it feels yeah. like a good move I mean. <clears throat> yeah going forward it should, it should yeah. be strong he still got those six points so that's, so that's okay I think yeah and uh, I only got uh, De Bruyne left, so I'm sweating Aguero like many others. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So you're up to 155,000 overall now? 
Yeah, we probably drop back a little bit after the City game, but still, if I can get a green arrow out of this, I will be very happy. Yeah. And Davy, how are you getting on this game week? Well, if 50 plus points is relatively okay, then I don't really want to be sharing uh, what <laughs> I got this game week. Uh, <laughs> a young 39 points below the average of 40. And my notable decisions were captaining Salah, transferring out Lundstrom for O'Connell and playing Rico instead of Suyonku. So we are on a good track so far. <laughs> well, I, I noticed that. So you brought in another Sheffield United player. You're not worried about that. Game week 28 blank, which Sheffield United face then? I wasn't really worried because I kind of thought that uh, the Bournemouth and the next fixture were almost guaranteed clean sheets. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, but I do still think that they can do well against um, Brighton next, uh, which is why I just brought in O'Connell. We'll have my bench sorted out by game week 28, hopefully. Yeah, it looks like you've only got what one, two, three, four. So you have four players blanking in game week 28, but you, you've got a couple of transfers to sort one of them out, haven't you? Yeah, I've got a couple of, of hopefully some tricks up my sleeve, but uh, every game week's a little bit unpredictable at the moment. So I'll try to stick to the plan. And uh, just to explain about my game week, we'll go over it pretty quick. I captain Salah as well, took out Lundstrom for Bolly on 52 at the moment with KDB to go. I've gone up some places, I think about 400, around 400k. I haven't actually looked, but we'll see what happens at the end of the game week. Okay, just to mention our patrons. Firstly, thank you to all our brilliant patrons. But just to mention Mark uh, Bissoni, do you reckon, Stefan Bissoni? Yeah. Yeah, Bissoni. Bissoni. <laughs> he's, he's probably Italian, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's, he's joined our Patreon League level, so welcome, Mark. Great to have you. And to mention Andy Portlock, Vince Paul, and Ron Frost, who are pledging at the highest tier. So they get an extra special mention each week. So thank you to them and all of our other wonderful patrons. Okay, back to the headlines then. So number one, impact of the Champions League on FPL and the Man City ban. So we had a quick question from FPL Canada here saying, how will Man City's European ban affect FPL if at all? So this was a headline brought to us by you, Davey. So I'm going to let you take off from here. So about the Champions League, how it impacts and, you know, the Man City ban. Well, firstly, I think the ban for Man City is probably almost the best team for it to happen to. I'm not saying that it's fortunate to happen to Man City, but we already were having rotation from them in the first place. So at least it's not some mass rotation from Liverpool. As I don't think we'd be able to handle a Liverpool rotation and Man City rotation at the same time. So with Man City, I think it's going to give them uh, an obvious effect that they're going to be targeting this final Champions League if they do get the ban reversed or not. Personally, I do think they'll get the ban reversed, uh, but we'll find out about that in a couple of weeks or months. I don't know exactly when they do have their appeal, uh, but I think with Man City, we're going to see a, a more concerted effect in these uh, playoff games, and we're going to see more rotation, in my opinion. I think they're going to have the reverse effect of kind of uh, protesting and playing a weaker side every single fixture, and they're going to kind of play a, a stronger side and show the UEFA that they can definitely win their competition. Uh, with terms of players to look out for, probably going to be Aguero again. Uh, but as I said, there's already rotation with them anyways as that main striker at Man City. So I don't think there's too much that we can predict. We just got to kind of stick with a player and hope for the best. And I think the players that already own Aguero have kind of already accepted that risk. So as a KDB owner, I'm still a little bit cautious, but I don't think he's going to be going anywhere because of this news. Mm, yeah, I think I agree. Stefan, what are your thoughts? I would be worried about the morale in City. 
Mm. Like it has to play into people's <clears throat> psyches and start to talk in the dressing room on training ground. What you're gonna do when we go out of the Champions League? And I think since UEFA gives them a two-year ban and a massive fine, I don't think they're playing around this time. It's not like a small slap on the wrist, and I I don't think they would have done this if they didn't feel very comfortable with their decision. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens there, and I wouldn't be surprised if they got some kind of ban. Yeah, I agree. I don't agree with you there, Davy, in terms of I think they appeal it and win it. I don't think they're going to win it because they've. It's a backhander. I've looked into it and it looks like they've not actually told UEFA how they've got their money. And then the owner's just gone and paid for everything and then they've just not told it. So um, I listened to a podcast. It was the Football Weekly podcast. And they were just saying how it's a bit like how you're driving. You, you get a fine for it. Yes, you can accept the punishment. But if you then tell the police that someone else was driving your car, then that's even worse. So that's what they've done. They've played financial fair play wrongly so they're going to get a fine for it and then they've lied about it so I think it's even worse and I do think that they're going to come out the other end of this not very well at all they also have tricky fixtures you know they've got Real Madrid coming up in the Champions League Man City are going to be finger blasting with their appeal but if it stands then yeah, I tried to put my head inside of the City players. I would want to win things, like you say, David. I, I want to play Real Madrid, put a statement out there, play in the, the final of the uh, Carabao Cup, win that, play against, I think they've got Sheffield in the FA Cup, and then go on to try and win that as well. I think they know Liverpool have already won the league, so they're going to concentrate on those other cups and just try and win everything. With this news, I think it makes an even stronger case for just getting rid of City players. Unfortunately, it's the potential double game week in 29, which holds me back. In the but who, who's going to play that, though? Yeah, it will be either Manchester City versus Chelsea. That game will be pushed forward, or it will be... Man City-Arsenal, right? Arsenal versus City. But, versus but City my, versus Arsenal. But my question is, who from the City team are going to actually play in those games? No. Are we 100% that they're going to play every game, considering those other cups they've got to play in? I feel that even if uh, City is going to rotate a bit, given that they have games against top six competition or the original top six teams in Manchester United and either Arsenal or Chelsea, I suppose they will feel the strong team. And I, I think those games are pretty much perfect for getting two Aguero starts or two De Bruyne starts. It just makes sense to play your strongest players versus the biggest teams and then play a weaker side and rotate versus the the most the weaker teams. There's a lot of question marks there, isn't it? That's the problem. I mean, Optimus yeah. Prime FPL was asking, is it time to sell KDB? And some people are looking at that. I have thought about it, but I think I'm going to hang on and just see how it goes and see what happens for now. If I need to move him on, like if, you know, if, if his blank in game week 28 is going to affect me going forward and he's not going to get a double or anything like that. Or if Pep comes out and says some negative things about the team, then I could move out. But for now, I think I'm going to hold a bit like you, Davey. You're definitely going to hold on to him. I think that, that you've got it probably bang on there with the whole game week 29 thing. I think there's no reason to kind of transfer a city player out before we find out news about that. As I think if they do have a, a double in game week 29, uh, then that could be quite a nice uh, double game week to have. Uh, especially the thing with KDB, it's quite rough, uh, especially for my team, as I put him at 9.5. So he's now 10.8, which is quite a bit of, of cash thought in him. So if I did transfer him out, I don't know if I would have that exact budget to maybe bring him back in. Same, same as you, I have 9.5 as well. So, But I think if they don't get a game in 29, I will sell him if I need to. 
Yeah, I know that uh, Ben Crillon did say there was a 75% chance of a double game week in game week 29. So, that, yeah, you've got to look at the probabilities here and think about this as well if you're looking at moving out those assets. Will you, will you guys keep the, um, <coughs> a, a plan open for bringing in a guy like Aguero, given that they, if they get a double game week, I think which the, players would you be looking at? I think the best solution here is to, uh, I mean, like this game week, if you've got your players and you, you've got no major fires to hold a transfer would be, you know, awesome for you because then you can use those and you will know a little bit more information for next week. I'm not sure exactly when we find out about the double game week 29. Do you know, Stefan? Uh, that's the problem. We don't know. And um, mm. we might not even know before game week 29 deadline or after the tw- game week 28 deadline. Yeah. There's no, no certainties that I've found. So uh, we, we might risk getting news of the game week 29 double in or just before game week 29. So it's a major headache, really. Which is why if you've got, if you're able to hang on to two transfers, then I would you know, yep. really try to. I think leaving your options open as possible is a good thing. But still, as mentioned, I'm still not sure whether or not you know, the likes of Aguero are going to get both games. If you look at the amount of the games they've got coming up with Real Madrid playing as well and the uh, the cup final, who who knows what's going to happen? It's also, you know, pet rotation. You just It's difficult. What about you, David? You've got open plans. Are you planning on bringing in one of the other City assets if they do have a double? My initial plan wasn't really to bring in one of the Man City assets. I think I would maybe assess it before Game Week 29 and see where I am in the rankings. If I needed a mega differential, I might choose to to double up on that City attack. But I've just got a lot of money stored in my midfield at the moment with Salah and Mane. So I maybe could use Mane as a cash cow if uh, something does crop up about this injury that he might have had in the game tonight. But otherwise, uh, I was looking more at, at just kind of fixing my bench and bringing in a couple of cheap enablers to to allow me to field a starting 11 in blank game week 28. Yeah, that seems very viable solution there. I, I mean, I, if you were to bring one in, though, if you had have to push yourself, if, if all everything aligned and you wanted a City player, who would you go for? Um, right now, I probably would say maybe Mores. I just, I don't know if I can trust Aguero to start two games in a row in a double. So maybe Mores just as a punt because he's a little bit less expensive. So not, not too much risk there if he doesn't start both. The other interesting one as, as was mentioned was, was Sane, uh, coming back from mm-hmm. injury in training now. That could be a mega differential to Maybe go for. Massive, yeah. I just, but I just have those flashbacks of that um, one point in that double game with previous seasons. <laughs> Don't so. be scarred, Davey. Don't be scarred. <laughs> These players might be good. Like Laporte could be a good option for us. Six point three, a bit pricey though. But he, yeah, he scored well in that double game last year. As a, a yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you, Stefan? Well, I think I looked at it and I have trouble bringing in Aguero. I kind of need to decide that now with how I'm making my transfers because Aguero is expensive and if I want him I will probably need to save some money in the bank and it just doesn't sit right with me. In addition to that in Gaming 29 Arsenal play West Ham at home which is good for Aubameyang. Leicester with Vardy has Aston Villa at home. Liverpool has Bournemouth at home given if you have Firmino. Plenty of other options. And Southampton has Newcastle at home and the last one is Jimenez and Wolverhampton has Brighton at home so if you own those strikers, would you really want to transfer them out for a, 
Aguero, who might start both games? I think the answer for my part is no. I think I would just have to find the sofa again and hide behind it when Aguero plays. But I'm more interested in, say, if uh, Arsenal get that double, just bringing in a guy like Leno will be pretty fine for me, I think. Yeah, get I think two games get the, the easy home game. And the same same goes for okay Chelsea. I don't want a Chelsea goalkeeper. I think, but <laughs> no, he's terrible. Yes, uh, no. <laughs> you can you can bring in some uh, some maybe more peripheral player from either Arsenal or Chelsea. It's not necessarily too bad either. Or Morris, but Morris again, he's a tricky price point for me. But I I think Morris could be a good pump. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I suppose that's enough about City for now, but. Just talking about the Champions League and the impact on FPL, Davey, you raised this to begin with and it's kind of got me thinking of how much rotation we're going to expect again. We, you know, we're back on thinking what teams are we looking at? Uh, Liverpool, are we going to expect more rotation from them? I've just seen uh, news that there's no injury to Mane. It's just that Klopp doesn't trust the referee not to be con to, into sending him off. Yeah, that's nec- good news. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> worry about that. But what, what well, about... made me quite happy there, James. I yeah, mean, you, but... you've got him, yeah, so that's yeah. good for you. But what about the other players that we can think of? You know, is it going to th- affect Liverpool in a negative way, do you reckon? And the other players that are in the Champions League Chelsea not really looking at those assets well I didn't want to bring this up because I don't want to open another uh, kettle of fish but I retweeted a tweet a couple of weeks ago from a like a Liverpool ITK source almost and they said that once the league's wrapped up Liverpool probably will be rotating especially because Klopp likes to get his youth players involved and this is almost the perfect opportunity so I think it's going to come down to if Liverpool Want to go for that Invincibles, hopefully not jinxing it too much there. (laughs) But I think that might be a little bit late on as I'm concerned. I think that the Champions League games only come in around, I think after this game we have about a three-week break. So maybe we could be looking at some Liverpool rotation, but I think it's another wait and see. That's going to be quite disappointing though. That's yeah, a, if Mane and Salah start to get rotated. Yeah, it's more of a... I think we need to think about that nearer the time, maybe. What What, what do you reckon, um, Stefan? Champions League? Well, I think the Champions League rotation, by the looks of it, Spurs will be really... will do a feat if they manage to get through with basically no attackers left, or mm, decent yeah. attackers left. So, And Chelsea didn't exactly impress yesterday versus United, so they might go out versus Bayern. So... It might be not. Might be over nothing to worry teams, about. <laughs> two, two teams left in Champions League, and Manchester City will be rotation, and they can still go out versus Real Madrid. Liverpool can go out. I, I would be more worried about the Euro, Europa League with the Arsenal and Wolves, Manchester yeah. United and Wolverhampton. I, I guess Nuno Espirito Santo he doesn't rotate much either way, but players might still get tired, so that's something to keep an eye out of. But with uh, Manchester United. It's, it's tough to say about that team. Really. I, so yeah, I think you are right. I don't know if there'll be much impact. But I think we'll learn, there could we'll be learn a lot this. Yeah, we'll learn a lot this first day, looking at the lineups and see if both Arsenal, United, and Wolverhampton are going all in for the Europa League or not. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to move on to next headline then. So fixture swings. David, you raised this. Um, why did you raise fixture swings to begin with? Who are you looking at? Are there certain teams that you're eyeing up? Well, the, the current team that I'm lining up, it kind of links to the whole keep Vardy debate. Um, but it's kind of the reason I've been keeping hold of Sionku and Vardy. It's just because after the City fixture, 
They have some really nice fixtures coming up. And yeah. I know that Vardy and uh, Soyonku haven't been producing the FPL points recently, but I just think that it might it might be something that we're kind of overlooking a little bit. I think that over these upcoming fixtures, if they are as sea of green as they are, then players usually do come right. And I think that Leicester should be a team we're looking at. Um, other teams we could look at, maybe Southampton, they have some nice fixtures, but we all kind of know about them. But if you're looking at maybe some defensive budget options, and then uh, you also spoke about um, Newcastle there in the intro. Are they also a team that uh, we could look at maybe for some budget options? Yeah, it was St. Maximum, which really, he's a lightning player. Yeah, and that, against, could be a, that could be a nice differential there. Against Arsenal, I just thought that at any point he could get something. And I do think that he's probably going to come into his own. I mean, like Newcastle, they do have some good fixtures, as we mentioned as well. Crystal Palace, Burnley, Southampton, Sheffield United, Villa, Bournemouth, West Ham. I mean, you almost can't get better fixtures than that other than playing themselves. He was playing well and then he got injured. And then he's come back and he does look like he's he's flying at the moment but obviously not many points just he does have the fixtures to do it and so he he is a potential but looking back at Leicester then we spoke about them a few times now and they haven't been in form Vardy's not been doing well what's your basis other than uh, just the fixtures that you think they're going to come back into form it's literally I'm just kind of a, a FPL player that really looks at fixtures so I'm almost, it's almost just hoping for the best right now. Knowing that I'm they're like a good in, team I'm, type of thing. I'm into, yeah, I'm into deep with Leicester to, <laughs> to pull out at this moment. So I do think though that if you look at Vardy's stats, he was the golden boot race leader. Currently, I think he's third. So I do think that he's going to return to form the way that he'd started off the season. I just think he almost has to. A player like Vardy just doesn't disappear for an entire half of the season. Uh, and I think against some of these easier teams, maybe they won't mark him as tightly. Uh, hopefully, he does get some more shots going on. Yeah, four in his last six he's got. He's, and, I, and I know Vardy's almost that outlier where he only needs two shots a game to get two goals. But those, even those shots were a little bit ridiculous on his stats. So um, I'm kind of also it's, it's in the same ballpark with De Bruyne. I have quite a bit of money in him. Not as much as I thought, though. Um, I only have only will make a loss at about 0.2 if I do sell him. So after I saw that, I was definitely enticed of maybe doing the switch to to uh, Jimenez. The the only thing, as you mentioned, is that put me off a little bit is the whole Europa League because I think I would really be bringing in him in for this next fixture that Wolves have, and I just think playing that Thursday night may be a little bit stretched. Uh, they do have some players that they they substituting uh, in kind of late on in the games that we could maybe look at if for rotation. But I don't think Jimenez is that much of a rotation risk, but it's just something to kind of ponder. Mm. I, I also think that um, Norwich have improved defensively quite a lot recently. You know, they did a right against Liverpool. They managed to hold them off for most of the game, albeit Liverpool weren't really firing uh, as well in that game. But their stats recently, they're right in the middle of the table in terms of shots conceded, big chances conceded. They're not right at the bottom like the likes of Aston Villa and West Ham are, etc. So maybe he's not, uh, Jimenez is maybe not a bring in for this week. I, I mean, I have got him. I'm quite happy with him. He's playing at home. So potentially. Oh, definitely keep him if you have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just just saying that if if you if you're thinking about moving your team structure around for him, there's I don't think it's a, a necessary has to be done. I know you had some views on that earlier, Stefan. We spoke about it. Yeah, I think I have like a million views on this because I, and I'm not really settled on what I'm what I really recommend others to do. But the thing for me was 
I have have Vardy. I don't have Jimenez. And if you're looking at just one player to bring in now, which buys you time with regards to the game with 28 blanks and the game with 31 blank, has good fixtures. Who's the main man who barely gets rotated, rested? It's Jimenez. So it seems like the most no-brainer move in the world to get him in. My problem was before the Son injury was that. I needed to get rid of Vardy. And the thing that made sense to me was selling Vardy for Jimenez this game week. And the next game week, Grealish has a blank. And bringing in Barnes for Grealish also seems like a very reasonable move. Given that you bring in Barnes in 28, maybe it's a bit overkill to have both Barnes and Vardy. It might be, yeah, it might I'd not say. be. But the thing that really got to me was I thought... Both, uh, it was a couple of logical moves for me. I freed up some cash, and the cash could be come to good use in Gaming 29 when we will have a potential double. Or you can get guys like Aubameyang in, or whoever else you would want to get in. And I think at a, at a huge discount, Barnes and even guys like Madison and maybe even Ayose Perez might do a good job compared to Vardy with regards to value. Yeah, and as Davey mentioned, you know, they have got good fixtures after this Man City game. It's just whether or not you think they're going to turn it around from their bad form recently. I mean, they drew it against Wolves. Yeah, I think they will turn it around. And one thing that I was telling myself when I was planning not to bring in Jimenez was that, okay, Wolves have scored more than two goals once this season, and that was versus Manchester City. Yeah. So you're not risking, you're, you're most likely not risking a hat-trick from Yeah, Jimenez exactly. He, do, he doesn't do that very often. No, but you are risking to lose a hat-trick of Vardy against Norwich or Aston Villa or <laughs> Watford or whatever, because Leicester are a team that can easily score four or five goals when they are playing good and having fun. But Wolves, okay, 1-0, 2-0, 2-0, shut down the game and save save ourselves for the Europa, Europa League. Well, let's quickly talk about Wolves then. They've got some good fixtures. They, they've got, obviously, Norwich next. Then they've got Tottenham away. But after that, Brighton, West Ham, Bournemouth, Villa, Arsenal, Sheffield United. So they're not bad fixtures. They're also playing in game week 31, which a lot of teams may be missing, but they're, they're guaranteed. What about their assets other than Jimenez? David, anyone else interesting you for Wolves? You could maybe maybe look at Diego Yota, but he's also a little bit of a rotation risk now. I know Neto's started a couple games here and there. In terms of other players, probably Traore is yeah. the one that I have from Wolves. Uh, also a nice budget option there. Arisen in price a little bit, but I still think that he's a little bit undervalued as long as he's starting games. I just sometimes worry about if Wolves play a team that is super defensive. He doesn't have as much space in behind, uh, so he's not as effective. So he almost you want him to play against a top six side because they take Wolves on. They put some space in behind their, their back line. But if you're playing a team like Newcastle every week, then he's not going to get those powerful runs that he usually does. Otherwise, um, you also mentioned that Bolly, you had Bolly in, uh, got in your, your FPL squads. I, I don't know if it was yeah. uh, you were still on. Yeah, um, both of us. Both of you, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously I'm missing out something. Yeah, uh, thanks for conference. the invite to the party, guys. <laughs> um, but he could also be a good option. Some nice fixtures coming up. Wolves. I know they haven't been the the defensive titan that they've been in previous seasons, but definitely could look at some of them, especially when lots of defenses aren't really performing that well. Yeah, and they they have been doing 
better recently Wolves as mentioned I think they're second for big chances conceded over the last six games to Man City with only six big chances conceded that's pretty good defensively and obviously Bolly they got the clean sheet in the last game Bolly is a goal threat he always will be from corners he just needs that delivery to come in nicely for him and I can see a goal coming up for him as well also just based on Triore he is second to Salah for big chances created over the last four game weeks uh, he's on four big chances created and if you just look at the amount of chances he's created over the last four as well he's on eight so not not bad numbers obviously for the likes of him there's who can score as well so a lot of potential there I, I think that the three players that which are, I've actually got from Wolves is Jimenez, Traore and Bolly, and I think they're the main three I'll go with uh, other than uh, Sice who you mentioned last last week Stefan you still liking him yeah, he seems like uh, the bully if you need 0.3 more in your bank <laughs> or need for someone something else. Yeah, you he... can't. Size has a lot of more uh, shots than bully. I think he has 18 shots on the season. I just watched in the Slack channel. Uh, whereas uh, bully has just one shot before his his allowed goal versus Leicester. Although in fewer minutes, but still. Saiz is pretty much uh, out-shooting Bolly, and he also took that free-kick, direct free-kick, which was interesting. He did, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah, I think it's, what, five attempts in his last six game weeks? Yeah, it's, it's not bad, is it? Doherty's probably ahead of him on, on seven, but yeah, still not bad stats and saving a little bit of money there. Um, what about any other players with good fixtures then? Davey, any, anyone else? Any other teams which you're targeting? Um, only basically Southampton. I'm looking at Shane Long currently just as a cheap replacement for Connolly, who's lost his place, doesn't even come off the bench anymore. So he's who I'm looking at, uh, just maybe as a, just trying to, as I said, scrape together starting 11 for, game, for blank <laughs> game week 28. Yeah. Playing West Ham is a great, great fixture for 28 yeah. for Long, so. Yeah, West Ham still, as I mentioned earlier, still terrible on the stats and they are a team to target the defensive. They seem to be going all over the place at the moment. If you listen to our Patreon pod, we went through them and uh, listed how badly they've actually been doing recently. Right, going to move it on then if we haven't got anyone else to shout regarding fixture swings. So we had a couple of questions here. It's from Syed Hussein has just put, is it still okay to own an Everton asset since their fixtures are tough? David, what's your thoughts on Everton then? Their fixtures do toughen up. They have Arsenal next away, and then they've got Man United at home, Chelsea, Liverpool, Norwich, Leicester, Tottenham, Southampton. So yeah, not great fixtures up until game week 34. What what are your thoughts on them? Well, I mentioned it a little bit earlier where I'm kind of an FPL fixture player, so always looking at the fixtures. So this is kind of my worst possible team to bring in, but... (laughs) When you delve a little bit deeper into the stats, especially with a player like Calvert-Lewin, for example, I think he's second for big chances, like the big chances that he's had as a a striking attacker. He's he's Um, top in the last four. Top, Uh, yeah. yeah, With Jimenez. So, I mean, like if you're looking at those types of stats, his price doesn't justify losing the best player, as you said, with big chances. So, I would just hold on to him. I don't think there's any top six side that I necessarily think is that good. Uh, maybe Man City and Liverpool probably being the only two. But if you look at Chelsea, their defences haven't been great, especially towards the, the end of this, this campaign that we've had now. Man United also a little bit hit and miss. Arsenal, Spurs. I mean, anything can kind of happen with these teams. So 
Uh, I don't think that the top six sides are necessarily that bad, but I, I don't think I'd be bringing them in, but I wouldn't be losing Everton players. Yeah, Stefan? Uh, I agree. And uh, the only exception is I would get rid of Calvert-Lewin for either Ings or Jimenez if you don't own them. I think that's an acceptable move given how yeah. big of a dif- difference it is It is with the fixtures. And also, I mean, I mentioned there with Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he's got 15 shots on goal in the last four, equal with Jimenez and equal on big chances as well. Also, Luca Dean still up there on the chances created for defenders, nine, and he is level with the great man, Stefan, that is Juan Basaka. So yeah. in, in the last four game weeks, they've both created nine chances. TAA only on seven. Oh, it's, it's digressing. It's not- Nothing has happened with Juan Basaka. He's uh, suddenly more attacking and actually crossing. Yeah, they, I think Oli did say in one of his interviews that he is pushing forward a little bit more. He's been working on those crossings. So. A lot of points due for Wan-Bissaka. Also, they've got Bailly back as, yeah. uh, as well, Man United. So, potential for clean sheets there. So, if you want to look into Man United I'm, defensive assets. I'm, I'm going to do one prediction here. By game week 32 or 33, we're going to talk about which three United players we want to own. I think you mentioned that last week, actually. So Yeah, yeah in the Patreon pod. But, uh, <laughs> ah, it was in the Patreon pod. This is for pod. everyone to listen. So ah, I see. Yeah. I think we will be bringing in lots of United players. Yeah, just, yeah. Just not now, maybe could be right right i'm going to move on to the next headline then best combination of liverpool players then so everyone owns a liverpool player if you don't why are you playing the game so mark at m bison 22 has put with Mane's ownership falling he is now a powerful differential or does he fail to justify the extra five mil over a liverpool defender so thoughts on that uh davy you've obviously got so him. yeah I obviously have money, so <laughs> I won't try to be too one-sided here in terms of my own team. But I do think there's almost a safe option now, and then there's a differential option to go for. Mm. So the safe option is definitely, I would recommend a triple-up. I don't think that Liverpool have done anything this season to kind of not want you to have a triple-up. Um, so I do think the safe option to go for is that uh, double Liverpool defence. Not only are they a little bit cheaper, but so they can fit in your budget a little bit more, but I think they um, overall are the more consistent performers. But then the differential approach and the one that I've kind of opted for is the one where you go for Mane and Salah or whatever kind of striking partner you want to go for. Uh, less owned currently, a little bit of a higher ceiling, but I do think it's got the higher floor. I mean, the lower floor, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it is a major differential as well. Also, the likes of Firmino, he is, I mean, like his stats are still good. I know he, uh, you mentioned on the Patreon pod, Stefan, it's just you never know when you're going to get his goals. But which would your three be of a combination of Liverpool players? Uh, I think I stick with the double defence. And if you need the budget, if you need the money, I think Gomez is actually an OK player for now. If you need to save a couple of million, if you compare him to Robertson. But TAA should be in. I think Robertson has been playing very good lately. And he's been more of a threat than... TAA in some games, uh, so he's he's pretty good. But I do agree with David that the biggest differential in the game at this point has to be Mane. So if you want to catch that 20-point hole against West Ham or Bournemouth or 
Palace or Watford, he can he can get that in any pretty much any game. So he's the one you you want if you really need to climb the ranks. I was also trying to set you up for what you said on the Patreon pod in terms of it depends on your team and where you're at with it. And if you've yeah. got like a but, if, you, but, if uh, you've got like a Vardy, you can maybe switch to Firmino and go for that ultra differential. Yeah. So if you do, if you have some money in the bank now, if you have some, if you have Vardy. Switching out Nevardi and some to Mane and someone else could be good. I personally don't think I would have done that pretty much ever because I don't, I don't like to own that expensive player in addition to Salah, who I'm going to captain pretty much every week. So for me, not. But I do see why people go for Mane at this point. Yes, yeah, see, I, I know we're mentioning the fixture turn earlier, and we didn't really mention Liverpool, but they really do have some good fixtures. If you're just looking at this game week alone, and if you, if you haven't got the Liverpool players, you do need to bring them in. As I mentioned, West Ham are really not doing well in terms of defensive stats. They've got them next in game week 27. And then they've got Watford away, Bournemouth at home, Everton, Derby, and then Crystal Palace. So pretty good fixtures. After that, it's Man City, Aston Villa, then Brighton excluding the Man City fixture you can see goals all the way from that and a few clean sheets as well so yeah for me if if I'm choosing my best combination of Liverpool players I'm just going with with you there Davey I think the best option is to go for the the highest ceiling maybe the, a low floor but I think that the Mane Salah TAA combination is just can you imagine if they're all scoring what they can in, in each game it's just going to send you flying up the ranks and at the moment I think I would want to take that risk but as you Stefan if you're playing a bit more safer I think the likes of I think even VVD you've got to mention him as like a safer option yep. than even the likes of Robertson or TAA but one either one of them TAA obviously the better better one out of the two and then I would choose Salah at the moment just because he seems to be in absolute tip top form even though he didn't score in the last game he did get the chances and the stats so those would be the the three for me Right, so let's move on now to uh, headline number four then. So do we keep Vardy? Again, Mark in Barcelona, thank you, Mark, saying that Vardy has only had four goal attempts in 2020. Are we falling into the classic trap of keeping an underperforming player simply because he has a fixture in the blank game week? So we mentioned him earlier and had a little discussion regarding him, whether to keep him or not. Uh, so you have him, Davey, so... Well, I'm basically doing exactly what you said because you said falling into the trap of ha- keeping a player just because he has a blank game week fixture. <laughs> and that's pretty much exactly why I'm keeping him. I just can't take a player out that has Norwich, even though they have been better defensively in a blank game week where uh, players are kind of struggling to get a starting 11. Uh, the thing that I'm hoping is that he does perform against Norwich. Right off the bat, I'm not expecting him to do anything against City. I think that he's going to be getting a negative one goal attempts probably in that game. But then at least if he does well <laughs> against Norwich, just keep him for what for Aston Villa at home. And then he also has Watford away. So I'm hoping that he does repay me for this faith I've had in him. But I can perfectly understand why you want to get rid of him and never bring him back because I'm still waiting for that. Baby. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone is, aren't they? Yeah. Just talk, talk me through the negative one shot attempts on goal. How, how would that work? Would he, would he kick it backwards towards his own goal? Do you think that? Uh, a, a, a <laughs> shot from halfway. Yeah. Uh, that Casper Schmeichel just saves. Just saves. Right. Okay. That will be negative <laughs> one in the stats. Can you note that down, please, Opta, if you listen? <laughs> and what about you then, Stefan? You're still undecided, aren't you? <laughs> 
I'm not undecided anymore because the son injury happened then. So Vardy is my hand. Is forced. I will keep him. You're, so you're you're in the classic trap. You're you're gonna yeah, I, just like Davy, yeah. both in traps. I've changed my mind. Yeah. I want to get rid of him. If I were Davy, I might have sold him for Jimenez because your team doesn't have the son problem. But uh, yeah. I still think you can match his points somehow with a cheaper asset like Barnes or Madison. Yeah. There's so many but options the, out there. Yeah, but the good thing is, like Davy said, he's going to score more goals. It's no way he's just going to stop scoring altogether this season. So you will get some points. The fixtures are good. You could maybe get a lot of points. And we have to remember one goal for Vardy, since he basically does nothing else, he gets <laughs> some bonus points each time he scores. So those points can rack up pretty easily. And the good thing, given that I'm looking at different ship strategies, the thing about Vardy is you can keep him for basically until gaming 36 if you want to wildcard there and take the bench boost 37 option because the fixtures are pretty good. A pretty good all the way until 36, where I have three tough ones to close out the season. So that's a positive for Vardy. You can just leave him there, and he will he will score some goals, and you can worry about other things in your team. So that's my current strategy now. But I don't think you need to keep Vardy. And again, selling Vardy for either Ings or Jimenez, which I think is more essential at this point, is a good move for me. I agree with that. And obviously, if you don't have Vardy at the moment, I was looking to actually bring him in for Gaming 28 just because he's got some good fixtures. But I don't think I am. I think I may hold on to Aubameyang and uh, hope that you know, he still plays against that West Ham in Gaming 29. So a juicy fixture for him. But yeah, it just means that I won't have him for the Norwich game, which I'm not really that scared of. Knowing, Looking at Norwich, they've also got all their centre-backs back. So they're going to have three centre-backs to choose from, which is always going to be good for them yeah if you're able to remove him for good assets as Stefan said then I would do so right let's move on to uh, last headline and quite an important one for a lot of people which we've just found out today about Son and his broke his arm in like the first minute or something of the Villa game he played the whole game with a broken arm he still managed to score two goals Stefan which you reap the benefits (laughs) from that one yeah, with, with first and foremost, I'd like to say thanks for to Son for playing that game in the mighty minutes and scoring those two goals because I wouldn't have been so happy if he'd gone off after one minute and oh, yeah, was terrible. out like for eight weeks or something. But the thing is, he'll come back this season. I think Mourinho said he, he doesn't count on it. He will be back, but uh, Dinnery said he had some similar injury before and that took 61 days. So I think it's very safe to remove him and... For me, I'm going to use him as a cash cow for getting Jimenez in without sacrificing Vardy. Because I still have this uh, player, Neil Mopay, if you've heard of him. Oh, yeah, he's good. He doesn't, doesn't show up doesn't much. doesn't start yet. anymore. He's, he's like the Conley <laughs> Brighton, just more expensive. Mm. <laughs> so, so he's going. And I sold Martial for some four game weeks ago. That worked out pretty well. And the question is if I'm returning to Martial or... Maybe I'm returning to Harvey Barnes and benching him this uh, this game week. So those are the two that I intuitively look at. But I don't think... We, we talked about Everton before and Richarlison. He's not a bad pick, I think. Terrible fixes, though, isn't it? So. Yeah, so he just said don't bring in Everton players. But some might be tempted. Regarding United, it's either Martial or none for me. I, I think it's still way too early for me 
personally to jump on the Bruno Fernandes train. Still value in Martial, even though he, he doesn't look great, he doesn't do much, but he plays as a striker for a team which has found some form and which shows a good team spirit lately. So I think you, you cannot go too wrong with Martial at this point. Listen to that, a Liverpool fan bigging up United for once. Uh, they're so far behind, it's okay. Yeah. You're okay, yeah, you pity them, you pity those United. Yeah. But all around that, it's tough because a guy like Morris, he has the blank in 28, so we can't bring him in. And the other assets are, it's the same with De Bruyne, if you somehow don't have him. He also has the blank, so it's not much to pick from, really. And Davey, what about you? Replacements um, for Son, I, do you reckon? I think it's probably not a conventional one, but if you do have the budget to spend, then you could always go for money. I'm um, yeah, just trying to think of a of an option that uh, that wasn't mentioned. But I do like the the Harvey Barnes uh, move. Uh, he's been playing 90 minutes for about I think two or three game weeks now, so I think Rogers should have him in his starting eleven. Uh, obviously, Traore, if you don't have him, could also be an option. Uh, there's not many options in midfield to be honest which makes it a little bit hard so i don't know if i would stretch to madison because man city probably not going to do much against them uh so i guess harvey bonds and then as you said you just bench him probably the best option but i think money is probably the top shelf and then anything less than that and if you're upgrading another position that's all good yeah, and I think his Barnes probably the one in the, the best form at the moment. As you mentioned, he does seem to be getting the minutes only six mil. So yeah, it does open up. It does depend what you're doing with your team, doesn't it? I mean, there, there are options for the likes of if you want to even stick with Spurs, Bergvine, Deli Alley, are they going to be considered for the number nine, false nine position? Or is he just going to stick Lucas Moore up there? But I think it's just too risky. You never know what Jose is going to do there. And, Obviously, if you haven't got Salah and Mane, then try and get those in. Some people have looked at Pepe. I suggest you wait for him to constantly play and constantly return before you're looking at him. He's always got potential. Pepe is a decent player, but you just never know when Arsenal are going to turn up. Pepe's going to be too late because you, you would like to see him start against Everton, then West Ham, then Brighton. Okay. Now we can trust Pepe, yeah. but then it's like one it's good fixture left before for the bad fixtures again. Exactly. Uh, um, you mentioned the Man United options there with Martial and Fernandez. You could dip down to Martial. A lot of people are going them now. It's whether or not he's going to be trustworthy again. He was consistent at the start of the season. Um, yeah, like you say, David, there's not that many options. Grealish, but he doesn't play in game week twenty um, eight. Yeah. He more or less carries Our that team. As he, well. he is oh, yeah. a he is a great player. I just I love him as a player. If I don't. I'm, I'm, sell, I'm selling Grealish after the, after this game week. That's pretty pretty much set in yeah, stone. Yeah, that that was my original plan as well. But I don't know. I hate selling a main talisman for, for yeah. a side. Yeah, you could turn up the game week after and score against Leicester and Chelsea, then Newcastle, then Wolves. You know, you can see him scoring in all of them. I know they're tough fixtures, but he can still score points. Most so, yeah. likely he won't score. So uh, I'll, I'll go with the most likely scenario. <laughs> he's, great, he's great. And he again, he should be in the England squad. Yeah, if I, do, if, I don't, Euros, but if I don't see him in an England top, I'm just going to support Wales or something. Doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean uh, FPL points. And versus Spurs, he was playing very deep at times. It's like he just had to go down, pick up the ball and do everything for himself. And it's yeah. not... He didn't shoot much. He uh, he made a big chance for Douglas Luiz, which he should have had an assist on, on the corner of course, but it's not like... I don't think Grealish is going to 
wreck your game weeks and I'm much more like Barnes than nah. Grealish over the blank Leicester Chelsea versus the Barnes fixtures of Norwich, Aston Villa and Watford. Yeah, we've all, we also need to uh, bring into the options here of Triore. He's at yeah. 5.8 and he's, as I mentioned earlier, he's got good stats in terms of creation. He's got Jimenez on the end of them. He's really come into his own this season. He's definitely a potential option. I was just having a quick look at uh, FPL's statistics and the points per 90 and I was just looking down the list and who would you select from the midfield area Mares is probably the highest option but obviously uh, that game 28 um, but then I just randomly saw that Bergwijn was straight in there quite high up obviously because yeah. he scored well recently and then above that was Kayata from Liverpool I thought well <laughs> maybe he would be an option <laughs> but you just want those other players don't you a- but- anyone for Saha yeah I remember before Christmas a bunch of good managers brought in Saha uh, I mean before yeah. the for the good Christmas fixtures and we didn't talk about Crystal Palace in the fixtures wing but they have some great fixtures going forward especially if you want to a free hit in 31 it's just yeah. not really in form, is he? Zaha? <laughs> I know but they liked him before, so uh, maybe he's maybe he's worth a shout. And uh, Newcastle, Brighton, Watford, Bournemouth. And I, I listened to the uh, Planet FPL podcast. Uh, they did a quiz the other day. It was really good fun. Thanks for that, guys. And they said that Zaha has actually got the most minutes out of any midfielder. I don't know if it was any midfielder. I can't remember the stat now, but I think it was either midfielder or any player. He's got the most minutes out of any other player. I thought that was pretty telling. He just shows he's not been subbed off as much, but also shows that he's not getting as many points because he's not using those minutes to his advantage. So, yeah, difficult. Um, I think maybe the optimal solution to Son would be that Aubameyang didn't have a blank game week and you can spend the money up top and some other position. Yeah. I think that uh, that uh, but the blank game week 28 just really messes everything up. It depends how, how good your bench is. You've got to look at your team and be looking forward to that and know what, who you've got. Like we mentioned at the start of the pod, if you're able to hold the transfer and leave Son on your bench, then I would consider that as well. Oh, why? Well, because if you've got a good enough bench to play, then you might be able to use that transfer next week, know who to bring in, whether or not you'll know more about the double game week or there's an option. Ozil might be the best option. (laughs) No, I'm joking. (laughs) But like, yeah, there might be a player that's got a double game week who you might want. So that's leaving your options open even further. You don't like that then? Not sure I like that. David, what what are your thoughts on that? If someone's got Son and they've got a decent player, maybe they've got Triore on their bench who they can play. A bit like me, I've got a tough uh, choice (laughs) this week who to choose. But who who would you, what would you do in that situation, David? As long as you've got someone on the bench, I don't see a problem. Uh, Just look at your price, what you bought him in for. If you're going to lose 0.1 million and it's not going to affect your selling price, then I don't see a reason it. If Traore, if you can play someone like Traore, it might be worth just saving that minus four hit if you were going to do that transfer anyway. Yeah, okay, good point. Right, I think that's it for the uh, headlines for now. I think we've summed up quite nicely there on Son replacements listed nearly everyone. Sorry, listeners, if we've confused you. (laughs) Going to move on to uh, just general questions now. We had one here from Will Miners, who's finally turned up to Twitter now that he's doing well. Welcome back, Will. Uh, If, and in brackets, when Man City and Arsenal slash Chelsea get a double game in game week 29, does the perspective change on free hit in game week 31 versus game week 34 so does the pr- perspective change Stefan gonna come to you on this one I know you've got some good views on this 
Yes, I uh, typed in my notes. If Manchester City get that double game week, or if Liverpool goes through and get a blank in 31, I will play my free hit in 31 most likely, most definitely. I think it's impossible to navigate, especially for me with the Son injury. I think I need to focus a bit more on the shorter term and just plan ahead and forget about 31. That would be a free hit. I can get some points. I can get... I will get an edge over most managers who don't play the free hit, and I'm banking on getting enough points in the preceding game weeks up to 31, where other players will spend their transfers on then Charlie Taylor and the cells and stuff, or maybe Pope. I can focus on the double in 29 and get some points in that. So um, that's if if 29 double happen, I'm pretty much free hitting 31. And where, where would you play your wild card in, in terms of if you were doing that? Um, it depends. If I can manage both doubles with one wild card in 34, I will do that. Or uh, I've also been looked at longer term plans and I think it's I don't think it's crazy to wait until 36. As long as my team's in good shape, I, I won't think about the wild card then. But uh, let's see how the doubles fall. I won't wild card before I know everything about the doubles in 34 and 37. That's for sure. So what will make you want to use your free hit in game week 34? 34? Yeah. If, if uh, it, what, uh, what, what, what will enable uh, you to do that? As in, like, how many players would you need for game week 31 to enable you to do that? Is it just going to be that Liverpool game? If that Liverpool game is off, then that's it. You're yeah. not even going to think about it, and it's just going to be free hit game week 31. Yeah. If that Liverpool game, if they lose to Chelsea, and they're going to be in for that game week 31, is it instantly you're going to be like, right, I'll play it in game week 34? Uh, no, I don't think so. Even if Liverpool go out, I'll, I'll be likely stuck with six players at the current in my current plans mm. and that's including Dundonker <laughs> so it's Good not plan. looking great even with Liverpool goes uh, if Liverpool gets a game in 31 but I, I'd be more tempted to play my free hit in 37 if I won't play it in 31 I think that's a better game make to play the free hit oh, I disagree but on that uh, yeah, we can disagree on that. Yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Uh, I'm not sure if I will play it in... Okay, I will play it 34 if the game makes to, if the matches just turn out crazy. Like, it's impossible to manage your team before 34 with regards to who is getting the doubles, who is blanking, who is getting the single game. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much impossible to say anything at this point. But So I'll, I'll focus on the game week 31. And look at that. If that looks like a reasonable gimmick for me to free hit, and that gives me a great plan and a great team in all the weeks up to 31 and beyond, I think that is my focus at this point. Okay, fair enough. Davey, what are your thoughts on this and um, your free hit game at 31? Are you nailed on and doing that, or what's in your plans at the moment? Um, my current strategy is based on a little bit of assumptions. So... Uh, I think that Liverpool are going to lose against Chelsea. I mm. just think they're not yeah, going to play. I just don't think they're going to play as strongly 11. That's no disrespect to the players that Liverpool are going to put out. Um, so I do think that Liverpool will play in game week 31. I think then I won't use the free it. And I'm kind of leaning towards using it in game week 34. Because as you said, I think it's just going to be really hard to navigate yeah. blanks, doubles, singles. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I'm going to be using it uh, in. It kind of links to to what is going on in game week thirty four because I think that that probably needs some explaining. Yes, the, I, mean, I, I I got to take is some issue with this kind of thing thinking because in thirty four you pretty much be able to put out the team 
anyway, because there won't be many teams that actually get to blank, will there? Because some teams might get their fixture moved to midweek, so it still stays in the same game week. There are potential blanks, though, aren't there? there that, that's yeah, the problem. Potential blanks, potential blanks is okay, but in 31, we know there will be lots of blanks. There will be blanks. So why are you suggesting we go in 31 with, say, 8 players or 9 players with a hit or 10 with a couple of hits as compared to 34 where you can have 11 players without any hits? <laughs> I don't understand that quite. quite uh, yeah. I, I think that the argument is is that if Liverpool don't go through and they do play in game week thirty one, then you could probably make some transfers to enable you to have a pretty good team in that game week. If even yeah, if there think- are even if there are multiple blanks, and in game week thirty four, because we don't know how many blanks there will be, and we don't know how many double game weeks there will be, I think it'll be easier to play your free hit in that game week uh, as opposed to in game week 37 which you suggested as well but I do think that the optimal strategy which I am trying to keep to but if Liverpool go through then that may change everything I think we just all need to keep our options open and there's a lot more discussion to come from this as well so I think there's Would you recommend the same if you already played your wild card? I think I would go for the free hitting gimmick thirty one. It just depends how many blanks there are, isn't it? We still we're still yeah. very unsure what's gonna happen. Guesswork. Yeah, it's guesswork. You yeah. can't you can't really put a, a definitive answer on it. It also depends on the team and who you've got. So it's 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 difficult to say. Yeah. To be honest, we probably would be fighting even after it if we were saying, oh, Game Week 31, it wasn't worth it to use the free it, or it was worth it to use the free it. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's always like, uh, it's always not a perfect strategy for FPL, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But the, th- the thing is, for my part, I was trying so hard to be some sort of clever or something and thinking, okay, I'm not going to take... Are you clever? <laughs> yeah, I thought I was not going to take the free hit in 31. I can manage this. And the more I thought about it and... The more I looked about it, which players I would want to bring in, just like the likes of Barnes, would I really be bringing in Barnes at this point, given that he has a high probability of a blank in 31? It sort of doesn't make sense. The same with Martial, for, for example, or, or even Southampton players. Every player we basically recommend for the coming game weeks are less likely to have a game in 31. So it's sort of counterintuitive to pay so much attention to this game week when they have this ship that's designed for handling those kind of issues. Lots lots of thought to go ahead. Still all in the air. We yeah. don't know as, not, as much. I think we answered Mark's question there as well whilst answering Wills at the same time. Is Can you explain the simplest terms possible what is going to happen in game week 34? And there, there will be, uh, there looks to be blanks, there looks to be doubles in game week 34. That's the simplest terms <laughs> that I can actually think of. <laughs> we just need to wait on more information is the thing. Um, I think that is going to be it for questions. Let's get get a couple of quick ones in. Right, so we want some quick answers from you here. Going to come to you first, Davey. So we've got a question from here from Nani Itsusami saying, keep Orba or Aguero? So it sounds like he's got both. Who would you keep out of the two? Uh, yo. Because Aguero has that potential of the double, so that's a really tough spot to be in. Does depend on the double, do you reckon, on that one? But for now, on the be- uh, fixtures that we uh, know, quick that answer. Is, Come on. That is, okay. Uh, <laughs> Keep Aguero. Keep Aguero, okay. And uh, Stefan? 
Yeah, same reasoning, just because of that possibility of the double in 29. Keep okay, well, for now, I'm, I'm saying keep Aubameyang, because he's got that re- really juicy <laughs> West Ham fixture. I wonder who has Aubameyang in his... <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know even if is going to get both games anyway, so yeah, but I've, yeah, if they do get a double, I'll say keep Aguero. Uh Right, so another quick one here, so All Hail King is saying, would you drop Dominic Calvert-Lewin to get in Jimenez? Stefan? Yes. Davey? Yes. Yes, me too. <laughs> oh... And again, Nani, it's Tsunami is put who's the better option, Son or Jimenez? Right, I can yeah, categorically yeah. say <laughs> there that Son <laughs> is by far the best player. Obviously, it's Jimenez because Son is injured. Right, I am dying for uh, a piss now, so I'm going to creep off okay. for the Iceman's piss. Hey, and welcome back from the Iceman's Prospect. We're going to talk quickly about partner chat and Mikkel Topram's algorithm. So this week it is suggesting current team using the free hit game week 31 special algorithm strategy, which he does have posted on his Patreon site. So he is saying that my team is an unfortunate setup at the moment, but I am forced to bench an expensive asset every week. And as I mentioned earlier, it will be Grealish or Triore, unfortunately. But additionally, I have two available transfers before Blank Game Week 28, so I lack at least one player. And doing the right transfers is therefore extremely important as you are on a tight line. I definitely wait and do nothing, he says. Despite that, meaning playing one sub-optimal defender this week with two transfers next game, you might be able to redistribute the funds between the lines. So he is saying to hold my transfer. And if you want to hear more from him, it's patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm for just $1.50 very very cheap so yeah I do suggest signing up we also are partnered with Fancy Football Hub and have been given an exclusive sign up offer of Surgery 10 if you go to fancyfootballhub.co.uk you can sign up there for 10% off and FPL Doodles who again I need to send him the headlines now so I will do so now at FPL Doodles 1 on Twitter does some great doodles each week and he doesn't just do doodles of our headlines but he does all, all sorts of different ones really really do advise looking at that right now trapped in then transfers and captains going to come to you first Davey then what are your thoughts on your transfers and captains for this game week 27 so my transfers this week I'm probably going to be banking the transfer um, I'm going to play basically the exact same starting 11 that I did for game week 26 uh, my captain is going to be Mane probably I just decided it's going to be too much of, of a differential to pass up. And I think with everyone going Salah, it's going to be risky. But I think that this is hopefully going to be the game week that uh, propels us up the ranks. Uh, and that holding the transfer is just because of future plans for the blank game week 28. Yep, that totally makes sense. And um, you're probably going to fly up with that money, captaincy as well. What about you then, Stefan? Uh, my plan was to roll two free transfers basically up until game week 29 to be able to have more wiggle room there. But uh, the Son injury put a stop to that. So now I'm going to use the Son cash for ma- uh, making Mope into Jimenez. That is for sure. 
uh, thing I'm not sure about is who will replace Son. Even though Jimenez goes up in price tonight, I think I will be able to afford Martial. So I will wait a bit on that one, and if I can't afford Martial, I will get Barnes and Benji. The big problem for me will be if I get Jimenez and Martial, I will have to bench either Bolle at home to Norwich, Stevens at home to Brighton, or Vardy. Or maybe Grealish, but so I might actually bench Vardy instead of selling him. Oh, interesting. You said a negative one shots on goal. Negative one. It feels like uh, I'm benching a potential 15-pointer in Stevens or Bolly. I think they're pretty good this game. Yeah, but my captain will be Salah, since I don't own any other attacking little players. Yeah, and the boring answer for me, which uh, I know you all want to hear, is I'm going to captain Salah as well, and I'm going to do nothing with my transfers. But my interesting question is, who do I bench out of Grealish away to Southampton, or Traore at home to Norwich? I also have Jimenez. Question to both you guys. Come on, help me. What do I do? Uh, you bench uh, Traore. Davey? But I, but, but I have to say, um, they, I agree with Nickel in that you set yourself in a pretty terrible position having to bench you. Oh, oh, oh I'm, a, I'm a terrible manager. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Yeah, you um, have to... So, are you, are you deciding between the three of them? I've got Traore and Grealish to decide between. And you're playing him in it? Oh, 100%. Okay, so then I say you play the odds and go for Traore. Since you're playing him in it already, yeah. might as well double up. That is currently what I'm doing. I've got to say, in these kinds of situations, the algorithm from Tokram is really great because it has an objective view on it. And if that suggests that Traore is scoring more points than Grealish, okay, do Traore. Just leave those difficult decisions out of your own biases. No, no, I'm going to do it myself, <laughs> Stefan. I'm going to make the decision like I do I all trust, season. I don't trust Stefan's, myself. Stefan's just setting it up in case it does well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, okay, let's move on then. So uh, we're not going to go through the Patreon League or the Public League because they're not updating yet. But the code for the Public League is CCCJK2. We're going to move on to the guest top three picks for this week and the top three differentials now Davey pass that over to you for your top threes so the top threes are quite boring Mane Jimenez and Salah great picks yeah Yeah. (laughs) can't go wrong you can't go wrong I've kind of gone for I've I've gone for the top (laughs) and your three differentials so the differentials the one I went for I would recommend just wait for the press conference because it's Wood from Burnley if Wood is injured, then just go for one of uh, Rodriguez or Vidra. I think that Burnley do play a top, a front two. So uh, if Wood is out, Barnes is also out. So those two both should start. I'd probably lean a little bit more towards Rodriguez, but currently just have Wood. Uh, he does seem to have picked up a hamstring injury. So that's why I said just wait for the press conference. The other two are Long, Shane Long from Southampton, and then Sharp from Sheffield United. Interesting. Sharp. Is he yeah, going to play, do you reckon? He's, he's started the last couple. He hasn't played the full 90, but uh, if you don't think he's going to start, you can go for another Sheffield United striker. But I'd probably go for, I think, McBurney starts the most out of all of them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, interesting differentials. Right. Let's move on to the feedback box. And so we had Justin at FPL underscore JB has put great stuff as ever. Also lovely, if uninspiring to hear Sander Berg. Getting his name pronounced properly by Hogsrug. Berg, indeed, he puts laughing face. He obviously knows how to say it. So, Stefan, tell us again, how do you say his name? It's Sander Berg. Berg, yeah. And I'll get, get you another one, the two-goal scorer from tonight, Holland. 
Holland. Ah, it's not Harlem. It's Harlem. It's Harlem. Okay. And how how would you say Bergwine? <laughs> Bergwine. Because no, no clue. Because uh, if I say it in Afrikaans, then it's Bergwine. But that sounds pretty pretty right. Pretty correct. Yeah, it's it's like it comes, it comes from like Dutch. So yeah. so uh, so in in other words, it's Sanderberg and Bergwine. And then that's it. That's how you do it. Right. Okay. Right. So we're going to move on to a word from our Patreon Mad Hatter now. So I'm just going to play Alexa's Afterthoughts as soon as I get it up on my phone. Alexa, how the devil are you, sweet cheeks? I'm good, Mad Hatter. How are you? I hear you're thinking of going away. China is good this time of year. Charming. This game week sees the Man City game postponed. And their Champions League campaign postponed for two years. Wolves v Foxes was a shower of shite. Spurs were gifted a win by Villa. Chelsea lose to the ref. And Arsenal beat a team, convincingly. Even Ozil scored. Straight up. No joke. Good luck for next game week everyone. And if you're in need of FPL advice, discussion or banter, then I strongly advise joining the FPL Surgery Slack channel. Great bunch of helpful people in there. Only downside is Mad Hatter pops his unwelcome head in from time to time to pebble dash his verbal diarrhea all over the goddamn page. Up the pod. Yeah, I apologise for that. Up the pod. Yes, he does come in there with the uh, occasional limerick and uh, interesting funny quote. Thank you, Mad Hatter. Also, based on Ozil's goal, I think... I heard a stat earlier that that was the most passes before a goal scored this season with 30 passes. So, interesting stat. You can confirm that, David, can you? Yeah, I saw that as well. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Arsenal are the best. Um, 4-0 Newcastle. Only ways up now, is what I say. <laughs> but yeah, just to thank you for coming on, David. You've been great, as I thought you would after listening to your YouTube channel. We've got another question here from Steve-O at Elite FPL Steve-O. Great to hear ask how his Subaru going. Oh, do you know what Superbrew is? Oh, Superbrew. Sorry, I, take, I thought I, I yeah. read that as a car. What's Su- Su- Subaru. <laughs> Super, <laughs> Superbrew. Super. Yeah. Okay, so do you, you know what it is. Superbrew is a lot more boring than you probably expected. It's just uh, like score prediction site. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but it's like quite popular around the world. So I was like, maybe you've heard about it. Uh, I see. So you're not doing very well in that or something? No, I'm doing very, I'm doing quite well in it. I'm like a thousandth in the world, I think. Oh, nice. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but it's only like, it's only at like 80k. So it's not, it's not the 7 million of FPL. <laughs> uh, we, we actually have our own school predictions. Who, who's top of that one, Stefan? Who's, I wonder who. Who is top who. of that one? Comfortably uh, in the lead. Well, it's not me, is all I can say. It might um, be me. It might be. Yeah, you're leading uh, Jonathan at the moment. It's quite a tight race at the top. There, you've absolutely smashed it this week with all your scores. You only got two incorrect yep. in terms of results. Amazing, yeah. Right, well, anyway, to thank you for coming on, Davey. If people want to get hold of you, where can they contact you and where do they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, that's probably my most uh, popular social media that I use and most frequently uh, at Davey FPL. And then, otherwise, I have a YouTube channel, uh, it's also just search Davey FPL, it should pop up. 
Yeah, it does pop up. Great stuff on there. I, I do try and listen to that or watch it every week. Right, if you liked what you have heard today and would like to support the podcast, please do so at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. If you want to join our podcast mini league, it's CCCJK2. Check out our website at fplsurgery.com. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, and Twitter at FPL Surgery. Subscribe on iTunes and please remember to rate the podcast. If you want to email me, it's info at fplsurgery.com. And Stefan? Up the pod. Up the pod. Say it. Up the pods, Davey. You have to stay up the pod. Up, up the pod. There we go. Okay. Awesome. haven't listened to too many of these yeah. podcasts. <laughs> I know that's the catchphrase. I just didn't know if it maybe was like an announcer thing. Like maybe, maybe I don't know. If I wasn't invited to the what party, the Jimenez party. So uh, the Bolly party. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, great. Okay. Bergwine. Uh, yo, uh, yo, yo, yo. How's it 